Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Long Twos Podcast. I'm Mike Vorkanoff, the guy who hosts the show. I uh, have a different type of vibe for the podcast today. Instead of having a bunch of media people talk about the Knicks, I thought I'd have someone on who plays basketball for the Knicks, the Westchester Knicks. Uh, Justin Patton, the center for the Westchester Knicks, kind enough to come on this week uh, straight out of the Orlando bubble. He uh, talked about his career. He talked about playing for the Westchester Knicks this year, talked about playing for Tibbs. He was the 16th overall pick in the 2017 draft, spent his first year in Minnesota playing for Tom Thibodeau. And uh, he really, I thought, got into an interesting conversation about just the depths that he hit to rehabilitate his career, to get back to where he is now in the G League, about playing for Tibbs, what it was like to play for him as a rookie. Uh, I thought it was an interesting conversation. We recorded this Friday, so uh, if that's why you're wondering why Dennis Smith Jr. is still on the G League Knicks, uh, that's why. The trade hadn't happened just as of yet. But I, th- I thought it was a good talk. There's an accompanying story at TheAthletic.com about Justin Patton. I uh, hope you would go and take a look at that as well. And uh, without me filibustering anymore, here's my conversation with Justin Patton. So, I mean, I guess the first place I wanted to start was just like, how is it in, in the bubble? How is it in Orlando? Um, it's great, man. Ever since, even since the first day, we, we just, it just feels so safe and it feels like every, every I is dotted and every T is crossed. I mean, the supporting cast here with everybody help making sure everything is going smooth has been phenomenal. So I couldn't ask for anything better. When, when you're trying to think of where to play this season, how much of, um, I guess all the security stuff, the testing protocols, like kind of dictated your decision about where you want to go. Um, not really. My thing is just the NBA. You know, I'm on a mission right now to show that I'm a top 10, top 10 center in the NBA. So, like, it, it was no other option for me. You know, this is the best, the past, not the past of least resistance, probably the past of most resistance. But uh, for me, I feel like this is the best option. So, just coming here and handling business is what I plan on doing. Why do you say the path of most resistance? Just because, you know, you can go over, just personally, you can go overseas and you can get the money. You know, most people, most people, they have different uh, wants and needs out of the game. Um, I want respect. Uh, so I feel like just coming here and then all the other talent that we have in the G League and, you know, the centers and even any, any, any position, everybody's fighting for a spot. And this, I feel like it's the second best league in, in, in the world. So just having that. Show coming here and being able to showcase my talent and show that I'm the best is is it's going to be harder and it's going to for me it'll be easy but you know I feel like it'll it'll it's a big it's a bigger test and then obviously with all yeah. the eyes on you every single day every hour of the day you know it's just more it's just more everything's more magnified so just coming here and and passing this test. So how many times have you gotten like tested in the last like two weeks basically? Oh my god, I've probably been tested a hundred times, man, literally. We get tested every single day at 10 a.m. And then we had the two weeks before we had to get tested. And then two days before before we came here, we had to get two positive tests to go to, to New York. So it's been a lot of tests, man. I'm used to it now. It's like it's like clockwork. Yeah, I'd assume at some point you just kind of like you wake up, get tested, go back to doing whatever you're doing. And it's like, all right, I know I'm going to test negative today. I'll move on. Exactly. Like I'm sleepwalking to every test. Like It's not, not sleepwalking, <laughs> but it's just like muscle memory now. <laughs> yeah uh where, where where were you when uh i guess when the pandemic started and just how did you spend the next i don't know what eight months whatever it is um so i was in oshkosh wisconsin i was playing with the uh wisconsin herd so g league team for the milwaukee bucks uh it was crazy man um 
obviously it was a lot of uncertainty just with the virus itself. Uh, so we were on lockdown and I was stuck in Oshkosh, which was crazy. And I'm, I'm from Omaha. So once I got out of there, I got back to uh, Minnesota. I had a house in Minnesota at the time, got back to Minnesota. And when I got there, it was no gyms open, nothing. So we had to improvise. So I went and bought a rim, like a nice rim. Um, and I was just getting shots up, probably like a thousand shots every day and just trying to like get my body right. Cause I still had like with, you know, with anything in the world, like we have our ulterior motives and we have like the things that we still need to take care of, even with all the circumstances that you don't ever want to come a victim of circumstances. So, you know, yeah. I still have my mission, even no matter what, if the COVID didn't hit or not was to come in and, and change my body and, and show that I'm a, a pro and take it to the next level. So I had to try to figure that out in the midst of COVID and not having gym. So we just improvised and my, my support team and my, my family, we, they helped me make sure I was uh, taken care of and everything was great. So uh, we got the rim a lot of time without playing basketball. We, we figured it out and then um, signed with Detroit over the summer. And luckily I was able to test and get into the gym every single day besides Sunday and take care of business. So I was able to take my body to, a, to the next level there. And that was great. When you were saying you wanted to change your body, were you unhappy with, I guess, kind of the, sh the shape you were in before that? Oh, uh, no, I, I think uh, I'm never unhappy. I think as a human, as humans, we always survive. It's never really about being unhappy or happy. Um, so I was just in a situation to where I was just trying to, you come into the league and it was a three year window. It was a three year process for me. Uh, like I'm just trying to be big, you know, you come to the league, you hear you need to put on pounds, you need to be able to compete with the other bigs. And then you play and then you realize that nobody else around you, it doesn't fucking, it doesn't matter. You know, no, it's, it's about you and what you, how you feel mentally and, and which, and how can you be the best, your best self and your optimal self. So I just like got back to the basics. I would watch film and I realized that I'm better. I'm better, more agile and, and more like slim. And obviously I uh, added muscle and, and transfer some of that back to places to where it can be more helpful. So just, um, just becoming a more optimal self was the uh, objective over the summer. Yeah. It seems like, you know, with the way that the games are played now, you, it pays to be more, uh, lighter to be, you know, with the switching and the pace and just how much you have to move around. It's not like you're banging in the post anymore, exactly. even as probably as much as you did in college. Exactly. And I've kind of, yeah, I kind of felt disrespected at a point. Cause like, that's who I was before I got to the NBA, like an agile moving big. And then I get here and everybody's saying like, you gotta get bigger. And then two years later, they're drafting like six, eight center, six, nine centers. So it's like, you just got to meet up. You got to just follow the trend and just try to like maintain yourself uh, maintain yourself and your work and, and try to meet that trend. So that's what I'm doing is trying to evolve the whole time. Yeah. Why did you choose the Westchester Knicks of all the options you had? Um, just the, the, the style of play. Uh, obviously there was some, there was some dialogue between my, uh, my agent and the coaches and the, and the staff here. Um, and it just, it was the best fit. It was the best fit for me. How's, how's everything been so far in terms of practices and um, you know, playing for coach Austin. Oh man, it's great. Coach Austin's a, he's great, man. It's he's, it's just to have a, a, this is my first, I think I had Scott Roth and uh, my G league with Iowa Wolves and he was a big man coach, but he wasn't really like how coach Austin, he knows what that mindset it takes to, to be a big in the NBA and um how, how aggressive you got to be and how on point you got to be and how focused you got to be. So it's just been great having him in my corner and he's just like, just changed me in the first few weeks of just being aggressive and just being more of a pro, you know, and, um, and, and knowing that it's my it's my job to be 
to be big and be aggressive and be that that man, the man on the floor and hold down the defense. So just learning from him and getting that insight. And also another coach, uh, Coach Jaron Jackson Sr., he's uh, been a great help. Uh, <laughs> he's like the typical old head, man. He's like, <laughs> if you're not doing something right, he's going to call it out. He's going to get on you. But it's all love, man. So having those two behind me has been great. And also with, with our trainers and stuff, Yen and Elvin, they've been making sure our bodies are healthy. So we, it's been great, man. Our, our, this is one of the best teams I've been on as far as the staff goes. And it's, it's been great. Yeah, and I've heard that the team with all the talent that you guys got uh, is pretty stacked uh, for the G League. Yeah, we, we got a pretty good team. And practice, every practice is fun, man. And today we get to get uh, the, the three new guys in, Dennis, Jared, and Iggy, so it'll be some more talent coming in. And it, our biggest thing right now is just focusing on defense. So with those guys coming down with their length and length that we already have, it's going to be effortless and it's going to be a seamless uh, transition. I mean, how do you approach in terms of mindset like this season? Uh, because it is kind of bunched together and it's all in one place and you guys are all kind of like basically all cohabitating for the next, you know, X number of weeks. Like that's a big difference than how you usually proceed throughout a, a season. I mean, the biggest thing for us, I think is just to be adapt. We got to adapt uh, every single day. You got, we got to get better. We can't have a day where we uh, take a step backwards and, and coach Austin has done a great job of instilling that in us so far. Um, just get 1% better. And um, we've, we've been doing that. Uh, the, another big thing is we, we, we know our goal. We all want to get out, you know, everybody in the, Everybody in the in this bubble wants to wants to go somewhere, you know. And luckily, we have Coach Austin on our side who has experience, and even our whole squad has experience of knowing like you can't get it all, you can't hit the home run. So just building day by day and making sure things, making sure we add each day and learn something each day, and we'll and we know we'll get the end goal if we do that. What do you think of being in the same organization as Tibbs again? Oh man, it's great. Uh, like honestly, my first go around with Tibbs, I was young. I was, you know, like full full of myself. And I was I texted him over the summer and I was just told him like, yo, if I ever get the chance to play for you again, and obviously I had injuries. Uh, I texted him, I said, if I ever get the chance to play for you again, I'm gonna show you who the real player I am, just because you no know, injuries and stuff like that. And I'm I'm excited just to be under his under his watch again because I I love how he uh how he just lo- he loves the game, man. He loves every aspect yeah. of the game, he studies it. And I'm the same way. So just to be able to be have him in my corner again, and and him let me be on this squad is just amazing. I couldn't thank him enough. Was that? Did you text him after he took the next job? No, no. It was uh, it was actually before that. It was uh, he was I was in L.A. or I was working out, and it was just literally like it was like 1 a.m. in the morning, and I was just like. I was just thinking, and I was—I had just got done working out. Actually, I was just thinking, I'm like, I, I'm in my body's in a different place. I'm not injured, so I was just like, man, I wish I. And me and my boys were talking. I was like, I wish I had a chance to play for Tibbs again because he's my type of coach. You know, if you're playing, if, if you're healthy, he's gonna put you out there. So, I just wanted to uh, let him know that, and it was no bad blood because obviously it could have been any. You could have spun that story a lot of different ways, and in the media is spinning a lot of things a different way. So I just want to let him know that's all I love coaching. If I ever get the chance to play for you again, I'm gonna play hard and I'm gonna show you what I got. What would a Tibbs say? Uh, he was just saying, like, thanks. Thank you, man. Congratulations. And he's glad I'm healthy. You know, Tibbs not going – he's not, like <laughs> – he's he not going <laughs> – He's not a big emotional yeah, dude. he's not going to write you a soap story. Like, he, so he just said, thank, uh, thank you. Like, he's proud of me. Like, and keep up the good work. So, he had never – he, had he never probably showed. was – The only way he had showed it is put me in the game, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was probably, like, checked his phone between watching tapes of some game or another. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, were, were you – it's funny you say that you thought of this while after a workout, like and talking with your friends, like 
did you have you been doing kind of thinking about the way your career has been going some introspection it seems like you were kind of evaluating things and how you've gotten to this point for sure um so like everything up to this point I, I tell a lot of people or even probably like a year ago or like nine months ago was like literally just god giving talent and um and just having fun and I got to a point to where I really started love loving every aspect of the game and loving being a professional and that's goes into everything from taking care of your body and, and, and sleep and um, studying the game and just networking and stuff like that. And once I started doing all that, I saw like significant changes in my athleticism and my decision-making on the court and all that and all types of stuff. And even just uh, getting in the gym more, you know, shots start falling. So I was just, I'm, I'm more confident in myself and my work in my body of work now. And I'm able, and uh, it, it's helped me, see the future easier i mean i'm not as foggy as far as as looking forward and like and dreaming you know at first you're dreaming and you're not working so it doesn't match up but now you know my my my, uh whatever what i do off the court when i do on the court it matches up with my goals and my intentions so it just helps me think better and think more clearly when you're when you're just playing on talent like you said on god given talent and not as much as like thinking through it as you have now, just coming from a, I guess a, a different viewpoint, like, are you having as much fun? Do you, do you have a, like a different perspective on, on playing than you did back then, you know, even a few years ago? Yeah, for sure. I mean, be, before like you, you, you have, you hoop and then like, f- first of all, coaches like Tibbs don't respect it because it's not, you're not loving, you're not respecting the game, you know, and it goes from everything from off the court, you know, maybe going out or whatever, but you, you hone in and you and you and you take care of business and it makes the game easier. So on those days where I'm going when I wasn't working out as much and I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing, I'll come in, I have a bad day and I wouldn't and I would just be asking why, you know, why? And I yeah. wouldn't know. I didn't have any foundation. But, you know, now since I've I've built the foundation, I've built good work habits and I've built, built good things. There's no if I ask if I have a bad day my foundation is, it's just, a, it's just a bad day. I know why it just, it didn't go yeah. my way where, you know, in the past it's, it's usually like, you just, you don't, you're oblivious to the truth. And, you know, it's just like what you don't know, you act like you don't know when it's really, you just weren't working hard. Yeah. I mean, how, what kind of made you have that realization? Was it just internal? Did someone point it out to you? Um, actually my current agent right now, Brian Jungries, uh, we were after my third surgery, I was in uh, New York. And he told me, like, he was just like, you got to, you got to change, bro. Like, you got to grow up. Um, like, there's like a narrative about you and you never want a narrative in the NBA that you didn't, that you don't want. Um, she said, you just got to change. So I took that to heart and it, it, and it scared me, man. It, it like, it made me whip myself into shape. So once I, once I heard that, I just, it was a process. It, it didn't happen overnight, but I just started changing certain things, certain habits. And, and I got here today and I'm the best, I'm I feel like I'm the best spiritually, mentally, and physically I've ever been, and I'm only getting better. So, yeah, I feel like that's got to be hard to hear. Like, I, I know it's coming you know, from your agent, from Brian, so it's a friend. He wasn't even it's a my friendly he wasn't voice. Even my agent at the time. Oh, oh, okay. He was a friend at that point. So I mean, but yeah, so it's coming from a friendly voice. But like, I, I don't know. Like, I, when I've heard kind of worrisome stuff about my own career, it just it gives you a shock. I feel like. Where you're like, oh, oh shit, what's going, what's going on here? Like, what do I have to change? Where am I? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is just the, I tell all my friends and stuff the word conviction. You know, like you can't you can't get anywhere if you don't take responsibility. You don't convict yourself. You know, it's a lot of people yeah. who run around the world who act like they're not doing anything wrong or they're not. You know, what I mean, they're oblivious to like the truth. So I just had to take hear the truth 
And for a long time, you know, after getting drafted, I wasn't hearing the truth. You know, you got a lot of yes men around you. You got a lot of people who just want to be around. So it was finally good to hear somebody give me the truth. And my mind was clear at that point. So I was able to focus and listen and, and take that to heart. Yeah, I totally get that. I, and I mean, was it difficult, though? I mean, you had injuries at the start of your career. I feel like that just kind of impacted you before you can even get going. Yeah, it was the worst, man. I got my twin brother, Kendall. Uh, Kendall, he he helped me through a lot of days, man. It's a lot of tears. I've, there's been nights where I've cried myself to sleep, man. And it sounds cliche, but it is what it is. Like, the nights where I called my mom and said, I don't want to do this anymore. There's been days where I, you know, I didn't even want to like play the play the game anymore, and to and that's everybody knows that's not me who who, who knows me. So, I just had to fi- find myself and find out like who I was and what I and what what I what was my purpose is. It was definitely hard. It was it's it's like love, like a relationship. You know, it's like when you want to work so bad and it's not going right, you got to figure it out. And I wanted my job was to figure it out. I wasn't just gonna let it slip. Was that just as a result of all the injuries compounding for you and just being unable to play and the way that the career was going that prompted all yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, I'm a basketball player and I'm the best to the best. I think I, I thought I should have got drafted number one in my draft and if I would have been on the scene more before. So with all that happening, I just felt more and more out the picture. And obviously I had yeah. the money, but I, at the time I was telling people I, I would trade all this money just to get an opportunity and be like be healthy and like this stuff I couldn't control. So... I just started controlling yeah. like, a couple things that I can, and then it, it, it slowly started working itself out. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what that's like. Like, I, I don't know. What do you feel was your lowest moment during all that? Um, when you- my, my lowest moment was probably, like, I can give you a, 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 t- a day. I'm, I mean, I'm, I called my brother, and it was after, it was right after I, I, I didn't even know, like, they didn't even tell me I broke my foot or whatever. They, they didn't tell me, but I met, I knew I broke it. And I just said, like, I was just done. Like, I was done with life. Like, I was just done with everything. Just because everything I worked for was just over. And it was the third time. Like, you know, you can't, like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an idiot. Like, I know the NBA. I know, like, the trends. I know how injuries can affect their career. So, I was just, like, down. Yeah. I was just hurt. But, like, when my, my brother told me a lot was just, you know, just staying confident and just realizing that basketball is was everything that I'm the reason why is everything. It's in me, you know, so it's never too far away. And he helped me out a lot with that, man. I can't I can't thank him enough. And I don't even know how he's so much mature than me m- mentally. And we're twins, you know, like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's he, he must have saw me struggling and he just had to try to find ways to help. How did he help? How did he help get you out of that hole? Just talks and then put me in the right places. Uh like so long, so many times I would want to be in certain places that weren't good for me, whether it was going out to get food or going out to going out or, you know, not not playing basketball. He just made sure I was in the right place at the right time in every situation. And at first it was a lot of like growing pains. Like he was more like my dad, but it, it ended up working out the <laughs> most. It working out better for me. I didn't know you had a twin. Is he seven one two? Are you guys just two like no, seven he's, foot he's, one he's twins six, out eight, there? Six nine. <laughs> I wish I wish so I he, wish we were the twin towers, but he's he has the muscle though. So like we ain't nobody getting past him if they try and get to me. So I like that. Who, who who's the older one? I'm older by eight minutes. Oh, okay. That explains why he's so much shorter than you. Yeah, it took a long time. His head his head bigger than mine, my mom said. <laughs> <laughs> um so I I mean it seems like you're entering this year in like in such a good place and mentally and like you said, like physically and um 
does that just kind of give you a renewed sense of confidence of how to do these things? I feel like people don't talk about the actual, you know, confidence and how much it actually matters to success for, for athletes. For sure, man. I think just being resilient and like, like, like you said, coming into this, I'm feeling better than ever. I'm ready for failure at this point. You know, I'm ready for, I'm ready for failure. I'm ready for success. I'm not going to let my highs get too low and I'm going to get my low, my highs get too high and my lows get too low, you know? And, and that's, that just goes on the foundation that I've built up to this point of, of just like positive, positive reps, you know, like, uh, mean, like going on, stand on the same type of diet of men, a mental diet, a physical diet, you know, just, just keeping my same foundation. So what, if there anything that, tries to knock that foundation down, I'm going to stand strong, you know? So just being resilient and knowing that, knowing what I have now, knowing myself more is making me, is helped me be happier, even like off the court. Like you can, you will see it. Like if you, if I ever interact with you, man, it's just, I'm just a different person. It's just, it's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know when, when we'll ever interact with media and players again, considering everything's by zoom now. Yeah. That's crazy. Hopefully at some point. We will. Um, we will. I, I look, I hope so. I'm optimistic if once, uh, you know, the vaccine kicks in and all that stuff. Man. Um, do you like, do you try to have the perspective that you have now? Do you try to share it with like other guys on your team or is this just something that's kind of individual to you? Yeah. That's the crazy thing. I was just talking to my brother about like, you know how you like that flip switches to where you become like the older guy and like mm-hmm. you, you might say something. It's like, what the hell? Like I never thought I would be saying something like that. Um, and for me, it's been a lot of accelerated learning. So, of course, I've been trying to like, because I see people going on the same path as me, you know, coming in, trying to be too cool, trying to be like trying to fit this certain bill or, you know, this certain mold of how you supposed to be as an NBA player. And it's it's all a facade. It's all it's all fake. And I see it a lot. And, I, and I'm I got a couple guys I'm talking to right now, even not even just on my own team. You know, like we got Tyshawn Alexander and he's way light years ahead of me as far as maturity and, and everything, but just let him know, like, don't fall into it. Don't fall into that, to that, that realm of trying to be somebody you're not, you know, cause that's what I was doing. Um, and just, and just being a pro, you know, just going about it every single day. And if you take care of your body, take care, take care of your business, it's going to take care of you later. So just little things like that. I end up, I come off saying, and it's just like, wow, I really, I'm a whole different person. I never saw myself being, being who I am today, which is great. Yeah. Team. It seems just like listening to you talk. I mean, obviously the physical stuff is important and being healthy, you know, you you can't play unless you're healthy, but like just from a life perspective, it seems like it's been important to you to just figure out who you are aside from everything else. For sure. For sure. I feel like we're getting more away from that as time goes on, you know, and everything evolves and technology and all the certain things you, you see, you see certain things and you see this perfect image of who you're supposed to be. And you try to meet that, try to meet that quota. And it's just not, sometimes it's impossible if you go out every single day and you just try to be your best self and you know obviously that goes with figuring yourself out and figure out what triggers you and figure out what what makes you happy and figure out what makes you upset it's going to ultimately help you like be the best you you know in this world so many times we try you try to like be somebody else and somebody else is not you obviously yeah i mean i I assume that gets even heightened when you're like you know a pro athlete because like you know even now like the, the Instagram life that you see your friends living, you try to match it a little bit. And like when you have to leave that publicly with not only like your peers in the league, but fans following, I, I can't imagine what that's like. No. Yeah, for sure. Like nowadays I'm getting comments like, uh, like you're a different person or this, or you're, you change or, you know, you're weird. 
but I'm me, you know, like I'm good, weird or bad, weird. Both. I've gotten both like, you know, but I'm me. I tell everybody I'm me. I don't I can't change. Um, I'm happier than I've ever been. And I'm just, you know, I'm transparent. Uh, and it's it's cool to see. It's cool to see. I love the feedback I get. And I also don't I don't like when I see somebody else, you know, like when somebody else tells me something like that and they're they're the ones like not being themselves. It's like, oh, bro, like you got you got to start seeing <laughs> stuff for what it is. Yeah. Did you bring your own pillowcase to Orlando? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, you you got to tell me about that. I saw you tweeted about like you bring your own pillowcase to every hotel you go to. Yeah. So uh, when I was younger, we moved from Atlanta to Omaha. And my mom had huh. all green, green covers and pillows. And I was just like crying. I was all over the place. And my mom said, here, take this pillow. <laughs> and literally that pillow lasted me for like seven years. It was like so dirty, like so beat down up until like probably like ninth grade. And um, and ever since then, I had, I had to get a new one because it just it lost all its like fluffiness and all that. Yeah. It was like yellow, like. So I had to get a I had to get a new one, and ever since then, like I just always kept my pillow, kept my pillowcase because it's something that reminds me of home, and I can just always lay my head on it. Is that the one you're using now? No, this is the new one. This is a, a okay, a, a way better one. This is a, a, a what is it? Bamboo. It's a bamboo stitching uh pillow pillowcase. Yeah, With a little bit more money. My mom that, probably got hers cool. from like Target or like somewhere. Like I don't know. I, I have like t-shirts at home that are probably, I don't know, like 15 years old. And my wife is just like, let's throw this out. I'm like, Man, we are keeping this. Exactly. It has meaning. Like, it's yeah. kind of like hoarding. <laughs> it is hoarding. It's like, it's a good hoarding, but it's still hoarding. Man, for sure. I got to keep my pillowcases though. Some people just don't understand. I get it. I totally get it. Um, <laughs> I want to ask, do you have a good tip story you could share? Um, A good tip story. Yeah, I got a lot of them. Uh, the first, the biggest tip story for me, it's like it's like a it's like a culmination of like just our relationship. So like my whole first year, like <laughs> Tibbs didn't say a he didn't say a word to me. Like he he probably said what's up on the first day, and then he probably said what's up three more times the rest of the year, talking about a whole calendar year. And then yeah. as soon as the second season starts, like me and him are like talking like. <laughs> Like he really does not show love to rookies. I don't know what it is. Like, but as soon as the next year started, he was, "What's up, Justin?" Like, you know, he actually started seeing me, so it was pretty cool. Well, what is he like giving you the cold shoulder? Is that like a hazing thing? Like, where he I, ices you? I don't out? even think. I don't even think he's doing it on purpose. Like, I think he just has no dialogue with you. He has no rapport with you as far as, and he's one of those guys. Like, I feel like he has to be comfortable in a situation to be able to talk and for you to understand him. So, for it. I understand once I understood him and once I like figured out who he was, I knew he wasn't being, it wasn't him being like an asshole or anything. It was just him. Be, it's just him. And yeah, and once that next year hit and he's, just, he's, he started talking to me, I was like, shit, I made it. And you know, I let, obviously I let, I let the next rookie know, I let Josh know like, yeah, this is how it's going to go. Like, so don't, don't pay any mind to it. <laughs> and people told me that yeah, to give people were telling me that too, but like, I just didn't, I didn't believe it. I'm like, there's no way. Cause I'm a good guy. Like I know how to talk to people. Like I can get him to talk. And like, I'm really, I'm yeah. going, I'm trying to like talk to him. And he's literally like <laughs> not saying a word. Like, he's like, yeah, yeah. You're sidling up. Yeah. You're hitting Tibbs with like the best jokes you got. And he's just like standing there stone face. <laughs> for sure. For sure. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he seems like he's a little bit lighter now in New York. I, I don't know, like if if that's the case, but he seems like he's a little more. Uh, I don't know, lighthearted. No, he's he's. I mean, from the looks of it, yeah, he's great. Even my that next year in Minnesota, you could tell like some everybody has to evolve, you know. And I think I feel like he's just evolving, and it's it's great for him. Yeah, I, I saw. I, I mean, I, I noticed you said at the beginning of this, your goal is to end up being a top ten center in the league now. Um, that's a lofty goal. I mean, do you like, is that kind of the perspective you're taking coming into this G league season? And, um, is that what you're telling teams when you're trying to make the case for them to sign you? For sure. For sure. Um, obviously I know there's a path, there's a path that I have and there's, there's things I have to do before that, you know, roles I have to fill, but personally, I believe I'm a top 10 center and that's, and, and it's never going to defer away from that. Um, and just, just with my path, there's been, you know, there's been like significant things that have like hindered me from being in that position, but I'm still the same, still the same player. And I still have the same worth ethic in, uh, or if not way better than it was before. So my mindset is not going to change. And it's just, it's, it's just something that it, it is what it is. Like, and you will see it once I, once I play on the NBA, like I'm not really one to like sh- shoot, like say stuff that isn't true. Like you will see, you mm-hmm. will see the work once it happens, you know, just the, num- the numbers to speak for itself, the play will speak for itself. And, and once I get the opportunity, it will show. So I don't like really like, like talking. To- I don't like talking a lot. You know, like I'll, I'll say that one time and it is what it is. I, like I just got to show yeah. you, you know, I got to show you. It seemed like you were an upward swing last season. I think you had like a few 40 point games in, in the G league, if I remember yeah, right. And yeah. just like, you know, before the world stopped, yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, And even in those instances, those, I was still just scratching the surface of just being aggressive, you know. Now it, I realize to be where I want to be is just simplifying it, you know, and then and exploiting whatever is in front of me. So that's what I'm taking into this next season. Well, I mean, I I hope you can do it. Good luck all this, uh, you know, this these next few weeks down in the bubble and with the Westchester Knicks. I appreciate you, you know, doing this and coming on to talk to me. Yes, sir, man. Thank you for the opportunity, for, for real, man. No, thank you, and um. I'm going to start. I might start carrying my own pillowcase now to hotels. <laughs> All right. But yeah. Make sure you get a bamboo, <laughs> man. They sold. Okay. I hope you get paid for that for every plug you make. I got you. If I do, I'll give you like a little percentage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See you later, brother. Thanks, man. See you, Justin. All right. So we'll wrap it up right there. Uh, that was, I thought, a, a very good conversation with Justin. And um, like I said, there's an accompanying story at The Athletic. Uh, you can read about Justin. G League season starts Wednesday today. If you're listening to this podcast on the day it drops. And uh, as always, guys, thank you for listening to the show. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.